0: What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by hy and Toys and Four. Dan Casper here with you. And we're going to spend this episode talking some hoops, talking some Milwaukee Bucks because Giannis signed up a new extension and the NBA officially kicks off tonight. Bucks will kick off, or tip off, I should be saying, on Thursday night against the 76ers. But in honor of Giannis signing that extension, we got to talk some hoops here. So let's uh, let's just jump right in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. The NBA uh, season officially tips off tonight with a couple games. You got the the Lakers and the Nuggets trying to make that into a little rivalry with all the talking through the media for the last, you know, even going back to to last season. So. are the nba opening up with that game no big surprise and then you've got golden state and phoenix again no big surprise those are your two games to open up uh, the the regular season uh i got more games tomorrow night including the t-wolves so if we got any t-wolves fans out there and then the bucks thursday against the philadelphia 76ers but uh with uh the the the, the news that Giannis signing a three-year extension to keep him in Milwaukee at least uh, until 2027. Under contract until at least 2027 has a player option for for that season, uh, for the 27-28 season. So you can you can do the math leading up to that season, at least up until that season. Um, Bucks fans pumped. Giannis was the one who broke the news on on social media. He's pumped. I'm sure a guy like Damian Lillard's pumped because with that extension, it matches Dame's time currently uh, in Milwaukee. If we kind of base it just off the uh, off the contract and such, was uh, reading a little bit here from uh, the Mothership, Adrian Wojnarowski, senior NBA insider from from ESPN. Uh, a little bit more details here. It is a three-year, one hundred and eighty-six million dollar contract extension. Giannis' agent told ESPN the deal includes that player option for the 27-28 to season. It commits Giannis to the franchise through the duration of Damian Lillard's contract and ends the possibility of him entering free agency in 2025. According to this, General Manager John Horst traveled to Chicago on Sunday to meet with Giannis' agent to work through the details of the extension. Because Giannis had a 11.59 p.m. Eastern deadline on Monday to sign the extension. And because we know when it comes to NBA contracts and money and Larry Bird rights and all this stuff, veterans minimum, you know, there's it, NBA contracts are more, I, I think, of the big three NBA contracts. Major League Baseball, NFL, even throw an NHL for for the Big Four. I think NBA contracts and understanding understanding the salary caps and, and the luxury tax is the most complicating thing. I could do NFL salary caps. Baseball is pretty generic because they don't have a salary cap and their contracts are pretty cut and dry at that. I can understand NFL salary caps because I've sat there and I really wanted to know about it and learn about it. So I've got a good understanding of how that works. NBA, no thank you. That thing is so confusing. Whoever has to be in charge of salary caps or NBA contracts for, for these NBA teams, you guys are math wizards. Or get Guys or gals, you are math wizards. I couldn't do it. Math teachers, if you're listening, teach your kids how to do NBA contracts or salary caps because if you can figure that thing out, <laughs> you, more power to you. However, just reading a little bit here, because of the – According to Adrian Rojinowski, because of the over thirty-eight rule in the collective bargaining agreement, uh Giannis can sign a short term deal again with the Bucks in twenty twenty six and another four year extension in twenty twenty eight. So we can still do that. Could still do that. A little flexibility there, if you will. So again, that's according to NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. But you got to be pumped, right? Bucks fans got to be pumped. I know there's still going to be naysayers from uh, from the national side of things, right? Heard a little bit. Maggie and Perloff this morning. Perloff, former DP Danette over there, was downplaying it. Oh well, you know they're old and it's not going to work out in a couple of years, and he can force his way out by the trade and that. I mean, he's technically not wrong, but I mean, we're not even twenty-four hours after this, and I already got first national peeps talking about, hey, still Giannis could still get out of here and go to a bigger market. But are you like? I feel like the Bucks are doing because we know they're. They're they're trying to capitalize on having Giannis on their team, having Giannis in his prime. Is Giannis kind of been forcing the hand of the Bucks the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. You know, making his subtle comments in the media like, you know, just a few months ago saying, Hey, as long as they show me they're committed, as long as they show me the sacrifice to winning. You know, I'll be around, but if they don't, you know, yeah, I could see myself playing elsewhere. What do the Bucs do? They trade for Davia Lillard. And and even in that same breath, he's like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense for me to sign a contract extension right now financially. It doesn't make sense to me. They trade for Davia Lillard. He signs a contract extension. Did the same thing a few years ago when they acquired Drew Holiday. So, yeah, he's kind of doing it. But I feel like the Bucs are doing exactly what? Fans of the Packers, fans of the Brewers, have wanted their teams to do for so many years. Packers, you had Aaron Rodgers. How many of you, how many Packers fans out there, wanted the Packers to maybe be a little bit more aggressive in free agency, bringing in a wide receiver or two, and and uh, you know just surrounding Rodgers' talent to try to just get one more Super Bowl, at least one more Super Bowl. A lot of you. A lot of you. Same with the Brewers. We talked about at the beginning of this year, before the season started. You got Corbin Burns, you got Brainerd Woodruff uh, on cheap deals. You signed Freddie Peralta to a long term cheap deal. You know you're not going to be able to afford before you know, flashbacking before the season. Yeah, we're not going to be able to afford Corbin and Woody, so let's you know, let's put our chips on the table and let's spend a little bit more to get some bats and get some offense. You wanted the Brewers to do that. A lot of you did. Bucks are doing exactly what Brewers and Packers fans have wanted their teams to do. They have a superstar player in house on their team in his prime. What are they doing? They're spending money, they're in the luxury tax, and pushing their chips in to win now. Is their future screwed in a few years? Probably. But they're betting right now. They're taking advantage of the players they have on their roster, taking advantage of having perhaps the best player in the league, at least a top two, top three player in the league, surrounding him with help to try to maximize what they have with him and trying to win multiple championships. The Bucs are doing what a lot of pack or what a lot of Wisconsin fans would have loved to have seen from a couple of their other teams. Now, does it help that one the NBA has kind of a soft salary cap. Yes. Two, does it help that the Bucks ownership group has a lot of a lot more dough probably than Mark Ganazio? Absolutely. One hundred percent. It helps. But they're not resting on like saying, hey, you know, we had Giannis. We tried to have him carry us; it wasn't working. And you know, we're we're going to trade him, and just you know, blah 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 That never happened. They're pushing their chips in. They got a championship, and let's we're we're assuming more is coming down the line. We're expecting more championships. It's coming down the line right now. Why wouldn't you be excited if you are a Bucks fan or Wisconsin sports fan right now? Why wouldn't you be? You're gonna have Gian- we don't we're gonna have Giannis for the next few seasons here the Giannis and Dame pairing is the future going to you know 10 years seven years whatever that whenever that day comes is it going to be a little rough in a rebuild probably but I think right now we're so focused on the present and taking advantage of what we got and, and and trying to take advantage of a primed up Giannis Greek freak in this team we'll get to that day when that day comes we want some multiple championships and right now, that should be the expectation for, for this Bucks team. For, the, for this season, for the next few seasons, it should be about winning another championship, probably a couple championships. And why wouldn't it be? You look at this team, I have said it a few times, I like the depth, I like their, let's call it the next five. Yeah, Cameron Payne as your backup point. Yeah, Jay Crowder, Portis coming off the bench, Pat throwing Robin and Thanasis, AJ Green, Marjon Beauchamp, second year kid who's shown some good flashes, Jackson the rookie, but but their next five, along with their starting five, I like this group. I I, I think John Horst, Bucks general manager, has done a really good job of building this team. It helps when you have a centerpiece like Giannis. Let's not kid ourselves. It helps. But to surround him and to get some depth on there, I think he has done a really good job. On paper, I think he has done a really good job. So I like it. I like the makeup of this team. If I had one question heading into this season, one question mark surrounding this Bucks team, it it would be the coaching just because it is a first year head coach, and you know you lose your top assistant Terry Stotts a week before tip off, who's going to be who was you know your offensive minded coach implementing your offensive scheme. You lose him, that's a hit. You look at the staff. Joe Pronti is you know probably their new main assistant coach. He's got an experience. In fact, you remember Joe was the the interim head coach for the Bucks after Jason Kidd got fired. So he's a veteran assistant coach. He moves up. But it takes a hit to not have Terry Stotts on there. And you got it unknown with a first-year head coach. That's not to say first-year NBA coaches can't go on and, and win titles in their first year. We've seen that happen. But right now, at before tip-off, it's a question mark. And especially, maybe more so in the first couple weeks of the season you get to these regular season games you get to a close tight game you kind of look at okay first year head coach how does he handle challenges timeout situations you know adversity certain situations that pop up in the games rotations you know all that sort of stuff kind of an unknown yeah we got some preseason games in there but getting to the regular season it's a little bit different until he kind of gets into that flow himself. And that's all based off experience. And when he's out on the sidelines and doing that, it's a little bit of a unknown. So to me, that, that's probably the, the, the question. If I threw another question on there, Chris Middleton. How is that knee going to hold up this year? we finally, finally seen him get some action in the final preseason game last Friday. How, what's, you know... What's his status going to be like throughout the entire season? Is this going to be a guy which makes that Dave trade even more important because we don't have to count on Middleton to be that second option on the offensive side. But what's the status going to be like for for Middleton? Is this going to be something like to use a comparison, if you will, like a David Batiari situation where you kind of have to load management him throughout the, the entire season? Like what, what, how much are we going to be able to get from middleton this year is it strictly is it going to be where you know what we might only get 20 minutes a game from him can he get up to 30 minutes a game what what should we expect from middleton this year it helps that we don't have to rely on him being that second offensive option i think that benefits him that benefits this team in a big way too but that would probably be another question I have out there is what the what to expect from, from Middleton in terms of an availability standpoint. Can he stay healthy? Can he be available? I mean, yeah, you could probably come up with a bunch of other small questions, nitpicks, some other other questions and such. Are they gonna get better perimeter defense? Are they gonna, you know, how's their and I kinda relate this to maybe the offensive uh, or you know, the the when we talked about the head coaching, but how is the offense going to look without Terry Stotts on there? You can come up with a bunch of different different ones out there too. But if I had to put my top two out there, it'd probably be like the unknown just right now initially with, with the coaching because we don't have anything history wise to to gauge off of it and and Middleton's health. Like I feel like Giannis and Dame. I don't not to mention it again, but Perloff on. Perloff and May this morning is like, yeah, not one of those that's buying into the whole Giannis and, and Dame. How, like, how are they going to work? Because they're like two, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but, you know, alpha males and there's only one ball to go around. I honestly, and maybe I'm naive in this, I honestly don't feel like there's going to be an issue between Giannis and Dame sharing the ball. I really don't. I feel like those two understand, hey, we need each other to win this thing. Dame has yet to look for and and to win his first championship. He's hungry for it. Giannis is all about winning. He wants to win. He wants to win multiple championships. I don't have a concern about Giannis and Dame on the court at the same time and worried about are they going to get their own. I I don't get that vibe from those two. Now I'm just a dude in Eau Claire on the outside and that, but I just I don't get that. I don't think that's going to be an issue this year between those two. They understand the ultimate goal. They have the same goals: is to win a championship. Giannis has a couple MVPs. Will he want to? Will he be? You know, is an MVP still a goal? Probably. You know, like I, you know, sometimes I kind of chuckle at, at players who say, you know, I don't care about an MVP. You still kind of do. It might not be the ultimate goal, but. I honestly think Giannis he'd, he'd rather win a championship. If he wins an MVP along the way, great, awesome, cool. But it's all about winning. It's all about winning multiple championships. And him and Dame, that's the same goal for both of them. I don't. I don't have that concern. That apparently some people out there and more, maybe more, it's a natural thing about those two sharing the courts, sharing the basketball. This is going to be a fun season. Honestly, I think the Bucs, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Bucks started off the season a little slow. You know, I don't know if they're, I, I, I don't think they're going to jump out and go 20-0 and 0 to, to begin the season. I mean, that would be awesome. If anything, if I had to pick, I'd be like, I could see them maybe starting off a little bit slow. You know, you got a new guy running the point, couple new bodies into the rotation, that new head coach. So everybody kind of, you know, feels it out. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit of a slower start. But ultimately, I know ESPN, what they, I, or Caesars had it, uh, was it 54, 53, somewhere around there for, for wins? I think that's accurate. I'd probably go around 55. 55 wins for, for the Bucks this season. You know, you look at how they begin the season, too. The, the first three games. In uh, in October here. You're ver- you're home against Philly, and Philly is kind of a mess with the James Harden situation. You're home against Atlanta. Atlanta is like, which which version of Atlanta are we gonna get this year? Then you're home against Miami on on the thirtieth. You know Miami's gonna want to come in. And Miami's always giving Boston or uh Milwaukee fits, but now with the whole Dame thing, you know, Jimmy Butler's probably gonna be like a little more motivated about that. But the Bucks start off their their season, first four out of five are all at home. But three kind of interesting games to to lead off, and then you got Toronto mixed in there too at Toronto. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks start off a little slow until they kind of get their footing, get a little used to each other. But they're going to be a top two team in the East. It'll be between them and Boston as a one or two seed. And I fully expect it'll be Boston and Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. It'll be those two teams battling it out to represent the East in the NBA Finals. I I firmly believe right now in the Eastern Conference, you look at those teams in there. I think Milwaukee and Boston are Tier 1. Those are the two teams that I maybe have fewer questions about. The next year, I'd put Philly in there. You got Joel Embiid, but it's the whole Harden thing in there, the drama in there. I would put Miami in there. What version of Miami are you going to get? It's like whenever Miami's a low seed, eight seed, they go to the NBA Finals, but then when they're the one seed, it's like, nope, they, they don't do anything. Eric Spolscher is a fantastic, one of the best head coaches in the league. Jimmy Butler is a star player, but can Bam be a two? Is Tyler Hero going to be a two? I'd put Miami in there. Cleveland. Cleveland's got a lot of young, good talent in there. Are they ready to take that next step? Until then, I probably have them in Tier 2. What version of the Knicks are we going to get this year? So, to me, the Eastern Conference, it's it's Milwaukee and Boston as your top two. And then a few teams in that Tier tier 2 level. And what's Chicago going to do this year? Can they stay healthy? For, you know, can Zach Levine be the guy? Can... You know, can um, uh, Demar Derozan? He's getting up there in age too. But can Demar Derozan and and Zach Levine carry carry Chicago to to the playoffs this year? Be a get into that tier two in the Eastern Conference. I think they got some talent over there. But can it just all work together? Remember, Javon Carter's over there now too. A couple former Bucks there, Torrey Craig. All right, your keyword or the password, key phrase is going to be BUCKS, B-U-C-K-S. So head to dot 1051com find the Man Cave podcast page, enter that keyword in, start to accumulate those points. Or you can text the word CAVE to 715-830-1912, and then we'll automatically send you a link where you can enter that keyword but that's going to do it for this episode of the man cave podcast brought to you by hyvee and toys and ford big thanks for tuning in and be a friend tell a friend about the man cave podcast give us a five star rating please i'm begging you if you could and then for a review i don't care what you leave for a review just uh you know it's the algorithm over there they somehow they know what, you know, more reviews, more ratings, positive ratings, more people are going to be able to find this podcast. So be a friend, be my friend, and help out that way. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper. I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.